Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 21 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each weekly 30-minute episode, we address some of our favorite topics, including American history and culture, government, education, and politics from a black perspective. We're so very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens 313 Global Creative Community. We offer branding and marketing services, including online training and one-on-one group coaching to independent writers, creative and solo professionals, and very small business owners. You can find out more at our website, teamowens313gcc, that's T-E-A-M-O-W-E-N-S, 313gcc.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Yep, good to be here once again. <laughs> well, this week there was a lot in the news. I mean a lot. But today we're going to talk about the GOAT. Serena Williams says she is not retiring. First say what GOAT means. Uh, I'm going to get to that. Not retiring, but exploring other things besides tennis. She is the GOAT. For people who don't know what GOAT means, it's an acronym. G O-A-T, greatest of all time. Serena is the GOAT of tennis. And I can't remember his name right off. I should have looked it up. But about two or three years ago, a reporter asked the number one white male player in tennis who was who who was the greatest tennis player and the reporter expected him to name off some men etc like like him because the man's name who i can't remember because i really don't follow sports the man is really high up there in tennis and the, the tennis player didn't m- miss a beat he said serena serena is the greatest tennis player of all men or women and he was absolutely right Serena has been around. She's been playing tennis, as most of you know, since she was a child. Her father groomed she and Serena starting in Compton, California, when they were children. And the first time I remember seeing them was during one of their first wins when they were teenagers. I think they were 17 and 18. And I didn't then realize their greatness. I hadn't, like I said, I don't really follow sports. So I had heard of them, but not really. But I remember saying to myself, aren't they a little bit old to be wearing beads in their hair? And I smack myself every time I say that. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't diss Serena and Venus. But uh, so she has been a champion and been playing tennis. In her teens, her 20s, her 30s, and her 40s. And actually, she has, here's, here's a photograph. She has won 92 wins at the Australian Open. And she was a champion in 2003, 2005, 2007, 2009, 2010, 2015, and 2017. She had 69 wins at Roland Garros. I guess it's a tennis place. She was champion in 2002, 2013, 2015. She had 98 wins at Wimbledon. She was a champion in 2002, 2003, 2009, 2010, 2012, 2015, and 2016. And she has 108 wins 
Well, actually, this this was probably made before this week because she won twice this mm -hmm. week at the U.S. Open. So let's make it a hundred. Let's round it off to one hundred and ten wins at the U.S. Open, and she was a champion in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand two, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, and two thousand fourteen. And this graphic I'm refer that I'm referring to doesn't doesn't even mention her her uh, gold medals at the right, Olympics. Right. I think she has three. It's also, I just found out, it may already be on there, but mm -hmm. is that she was ranked world number one in singles by the Women's Tennis Association for 319 weeks. Right, right. Including mm -hmm. a joint record 186 consecutive weeks and finished as the year no, year in number one five times. She won 23 grand, did you already say that? 23 grand slam mm -hmm, singles mm -hmm, titles, mm -hmm. but I'll buy you 319 weeks. Just, go ahead. No, I, I'm just saying, I remember she and, and, and Venus competed in singles and doubles at the Olympics. I remember that. So talk a little bit more about their upbringing, Keith. Yeah, well, everybody knows about Compton, that they were raised in Compton. And, and if you saw the movie, of course, where their father, Richard, taught them on, on the tennis courts in Compton. And, and, they, and then, of course, they, they, that's, where, that's where they made their name and, and the legend of them. A legend of the Williams sisters came comfortable. What they don't, people don't know is they were actually born in Saginaw. Right. Here in Michigan. I just found that out. Right. right here right. in Michigan. They were, they were born in Saginaw, here in Saginaw, in Michigan. And uh, Arena was born in, in 1981, September 26, 1981, in Saginaw. It says here she's the youngest of uh, Richard Price's father, uh, fi uh, five daughters. She has half sisters, Utunde, Lindrea, and Isha, and Venus. And then she has seven paternal half siblings. But they moved to Compton, of course, when they were young. And that, if you have seen the movie now, we'll just skip by the drama with, with Will mm -hmm. Smith. But the movie, which, which, which shows the fact, which highlights something that's really... Well, Will Smith deserved that Oscar for that movie. Oh, no, 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 I know. I'm just right. saying the other stuff, we don't need to talk about that. I'm right. just saying. But, no, he definitely deserved it. There's no doubt mm -hmm. about that. But but the, he, what the movie focused on that was so interesting and it's so inspiring, I think, to a lot of people, including myself, anybody who, who as they say, has a dream, is that, that Richard... Richard Williams, he when he started began to teach them, he had a written plan, right, of how this was going to happen. So he didn't just, and it's what people you hear often said many times by people who have risen to great heights. It starts with the dream. They didn't just sit around dreaming about it. Right. They make a plan. They lay out, okay, how am I going to do this? And of course, they're accounting for the fact that not everything goes exactly as you planned. You got to have that built in. But he had it built, he had it written down about what needed to be done mm -hmm. to have to, for his daughters to raise, I don't know if he, anyone saw that they would go to this height, right. but to get them to the well, top. Um, well, he knew they were going to be number one. He told oh, them Oh, number that. one, right. But I mean, mm -hmm. they're way past number one. Right, right. <laughs> They've been of the number ones. Mm -hmm. But 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 to get them to be the, at the top of uh, at the top of the game. Mm -hmm. the very, and he had a plan. And and that plan was frustrating to a lot, including coaches, mm -hmm, because sometimes mm -hmm. what they saw was not what he saw. And right. one thing that I read about where her, uh, Serena said her mother talked about was that it was it was very important, she felt, for them to take care of the whole self, right. not just the tennis part. So what frustrated a lot in tennis was when they would take these times off, mm -hmm, because that's mm -hmm. not what you do in traditional tennis. You right. know? But they were listening to their mother, which made sense was that there's more to you than just this. Mm -hmm, you, and mm -hmm. you need to rest, you need to nurture your spiritual side, and you need to nurture all the other sides to you. you know? And so they, the, between their mother and the father, a lot of it gets focused on the father, justified, but also the mother, they were a team. Right, you know, right. And in terms of how how they raised their daughters and what he saw 
and and he and he protected them. Right. And he and when when he saw when he he would sit right there during and that was portrayed very well in the movie as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought uh, uh, Will Smith did an excellent job of, of all of it. But this particular part, when there was an interview going on, and he felt that the questions were not appropriate. Right. And I think he, the interview was a Venus at the time. It was a Venus, right? Right. Exactly. right. He was mm -hmm. in Venus, and that's nothing we need to get to too about it, the importance of Venus. And mm -hmm. then, but um, because Serena said last night, without right. without Venus, there would be, be, no, there Serena. be no Serena. Because right. she's the one that took all the slings and arrows that, that protected. Right, Serena. because she was the older and sister. She, all the sisters, all the Guthrie, and she and she and she did that. And but when he, yeah, right, Richard was sitting on an interview, and and when he felt the questioning was not appropriate, he said it stops here. Right. Yeah. Again, I think he, Venus was fourteen, and he told the interview, "This is a child." It's a child. I said, "This is this is a child." Mm -hmm. And and I and I think any parent. Could identify mm -hmm. with that, not you know, particularly black parents, but but any parent when you're because they felt he was too sheltering, but he was he knew what was being he he already knew, obviously as a as a grown black man mm -hmm. what, what the pressure of the racism the world that he was introducing his daughters to, and that's something that's interesting is that he had to navigate that ahead of them to see what was coming to clear the way to make sure that they were safe and covered because even though he planned for what was for what his daughters being number one and knew, knowing what it would take knowing what kind of coats they would have to get mm -hmm. what, uh, everything else but even there I mean from where he came from he had never been in that world right before and so and so it's amazing how well he was able to navigate that mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. you have because tennis isn't just a, a, a "Quote unquote tradition, traditionally, right. like golf, a uh, white sport. Mm -hmm. It is a rich right. white sport. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, people who have tons of money. So you're navigating mm -hmm. a world that is that is way above, well, not above, but different, far right. different. Right, way. right, right. But um, but and so what they did is is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so that's yeah, that's their upbringing. When you look at where they started and the plan and and what they were able to do and how they were able to transform tennis and 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 how they were able to do it i so said they didn't just transform a sport they transformed they like muhammad ali said when won their first bout mm -hmm. but you know i shook up the world and mm -hmm. that's what they did i mean just completely changed right, the world right 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 and talking about venus and serena venus is a, i believe a year older yes, about a year older, a year older but she's still the older sister right. and serena I Last night is the last match, uh, for her anyway, uh, at the U.S. Open. She said, without, and we said this already, without Venus, because she gave money to her parents, and, and she finally remembered her husband, too. <laughs> but especially to Venus, and she said, without Venus, there would be no Serena. And so those of us, or, or those of you with siblings, understand, hopefully, the, the bond between sisters and brothers. And I'm the oldest in my family. But if you have an older sibling, you know how they look after you. And that's what Venus did for Serena, and and like he said, and like I said, Richard Williams knew what they were going to be facing because uh, not only were they getting into white uh, white sport, but a rich white sport, mm -hmm. and so they were neither rich nor white, <laughs> but they were the best. Right. And so <clears throat> when it came down time to the races and all of that, and uh, body image, okay, Serena's body is not like any of those other tennis players, <laughs> and uh, so she got body shamed. Of course, of course, the racist. And then Richard had to find, until they were at that a level where they attracted money, he had to find the money somewhere. And in the movie, if you haven't seen the movie King Richard, please, oh, yeah. uh, please it's see excellent. it. It's excellent. 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 It's excellent. But so he had to talk people into him for free, that kind of thing. And he was singularly focused on their success. And that's what you have to do if you are going after any goal. Not necessarily singularly focused to put everything else away, which is what Serena and Venus said. No, we can't change our whole lives on hold, but we can still win. 
but on what needs to be done to reach a certain level is, I guess, what I wanted to mm -hmm. say. And so a bond between the two of them, and I think number bond between the two of them is so strong, it's totally unbreakable. Venus is nowhere near jealous of Serena, her, smart, her younger sister, being the best. She knows that it's her sister. She knows the hand that she had in it. And Masad, very last minute, they were given this open spot for, for doubles on Thursday night. I wish they hadn't done that. It's important to them. Number one, they lost the match. But Venus played on Monday and won. Venus played on Wednesday and won. Then she and Serena played on Thursday. They lost. And by Friday, you can see it in her face. She was exhausted. And she lost, and she lost that match. But as she said, she had nothing to lose. She had nothing to gain. She had nothing to prove. And it was just astronomical. Right, right. It was just astronomical. Right, right. No, I think, I think that's, and that's the thing. I mean, Pam and I were joking about, and I, I can't remember the pronounce the name, pronounced the name, unfortunately, mm -hmm. of the young lady that, she, that Serena beat on, mm -hmm. was it Wednesday night? Yeah, yeah Wednesday it was, night. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was, it, I felt kind of bad because there was no way she really could have won. Because mm -hmm. if, she, if she beat Serena, then it's like, well, you beat a forty-year-old woman, mm -hmm. you know, you, mm -hmm. and, and and you beat you beat Serena when she was forty. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. then you can't take much credit, but you can't feel too great about that. Mm -hmm. Then if you lose to Serena, which she did, then it's like, well, there's no way you could have beaten her anyway. Right. And it's and it's and it's Serena. Mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. So so I, the one thing that I'm, I was pleased to see with her and also the young lady who beat Serena mm -hmm. uh, last night, they paid tribute. Right. And, right. And he felt that it was genuine. Mm -hmm. You knew just as those things go. Because you watch sports a lot of times, they're, they're coached on how to speak to the media. Right, because right. They, they have to be. And you can always tell when you watch football games and basketball games, they almost all sound the same. Right, right. How they, and you can mm -hmm. also tell the, the athletes who have not been properly coached oh, yeah. on how to yeah, speak how to the media. Speak. Without yeah. a, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, that's right. When they don't go. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but you, you felt that it was it was very genuine, that they were, that they were respectful, they, that what Serena and Venus to them, mm -hmm. and, and understanding what, what this was. Because it's a hard thing to walk into, mm -hmm, just for a, mm -hmm, a split-second mm -hmm. diversion. The New York Times had a great, I guess, some view on, mm -hmm. on if you looked at online, of where you could, when, when uh, Serena, when she was waving to the crowd, and the photo could show from one end, you could rotate the photo. Right. So from one end of the court to the other. Mm -hmm. And on both ends of the court, on the bottom of their plan, it says Serena Williams. Right, and, and it says the vote. Right, and, it's, and then on top of it, you can see there it says greatest of all time. Right. So you're looking, so you imagine walking into <laughs> a stadium of that size, and all you see is your opponent's name, greatest <laughs> of all time, everywhere. Your name's not anywhere in evidence. But when you see what she went through, mm -hmm. and like Pam says, I mean, the, the people, that's the other thing, is that the, the, the young players that went up against, mm -hmm. many of them, they were barely born. Right. When their career started. Right. As a matter of fact, the young lady that beat Serena last night was 29. Mm -hmm. Serena's been in the spotlight for 25 right. years. Right. And then they, when they were doing doubles, that one girl was 17. Right. Exactly. That one was close to 30, I think. Right. Here, she, one of the doubles players on Thursday night was only 17, 17 years old. Pam and I know we were there when that, uh, we, were, we watched the beginning of that. So right. all the races, everything they went through, all the shaming, we could, you could see it. That's mm -hmm. not, you know, black folks, we follow that religiously, just right. like we follow Tiger. I mean, right. you just watch everything they went through. Uh, and, and so when to see them get to this point. Right, where, right. Where, and especially those of us who don't really follow sports. Right. Don't get mad at me, but mm -hmm. I'm just not into sports that much. But 
and Serena and Venus play, when Tiger plays, even though I'm, I don't even like golf that much, but when Tiger plays, and I was asking Keith all week, okay, what's that score mean again? <laughs> I knew 40-30 was something, but no, but that's how no, little that's I follow uh, They do that to a lot, and I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, really. I don't watch, it's what I'm kind of the anomaly, you in 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 in, in uh, barbershop speak because you, know, you get a barbershop and everybody automatically assumes you know what the Pistons did to trade. I have no clue. I have no clue. I watch sports about once every four years in the Olympics. <laughs> right, you know, right. Or if I the Broncos mean, play. Oh, oh, right, and that was my mother was alive. You right, know, right. Watch the Broncos. I mean, but the point being that I love sports. I just don't have time to watch all the time. But like a, a, a ton of black people, when it came to Serena. Or when it came to Tiger Woods, mm -hmm. and 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 I watch more tennis than I watch golf. I've watched tennis, and I and I, I can watch that occasionally. I enjoy it. I never mm -hmm. ever watch golf unless right. <laughs> Tiger got, and and because my people just can't understand what that means. They don't understand what, what that representation. But what that representation. Means. And not only the representation, but we as black people know what they went through right. to get there. When Tiger. When Tiger won his first green jacket, oh. and the guy who was in charge of it, I can't remember his name, he's forgotten now. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, is this the time we bring out the watermelon and fried chicken? Right, that's right. That's and right. so that, that's right. And this is just a sample of what they had to go through. Besides the hard work of getting to the top, all these other barriers. And the other thing that, uh, go ahead. If, uh, no, talk, no, 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 because no, I want to talk about the other things that Serena does. So finish talking about her as a sports Icon. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I identified also in the sense that, although I don't like to harp on it, but as someone who grew up predominantly white environment, you know, and I was very good in sports. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, because I, I was the fastest in my class. I was fastest most mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. But I remember one particular time with one kid named Chip, and he, he, he told me, his parents had told him that black folks had, a, had an extra bone in their foot, and that's why I was able to beat everyone, you know, because the parents didn't, her parents didn't want to believe. The fact, and I remember one race, and I leave because you know my mind paled next to that. But it's, it's what it means to you. Because I remember right. one time when my when my I was a, at a race, my my hamstrings were extreme extremely pain. Mm -hmm. My mother, but my mother came over, tell me, and she said, "If you can run, you know, please, we had a race because the white parents, two in particular." were thrilled that I couldn't run because now their kids could win. And they, my mom was standing close enough to hear mm -hmm, about mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. the kind of things they were saying. You know, her legs were taped up and she knew it. Mm -hmm. you know, but what she was saying is that if you can, and so I ran, I ran away and I won, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but, but not, and you can see the look on, but it was that look because the, the black, if they wouldn't have been that concerned. Right. If it wasn't, the, you know, the black, but the fact that I was winning always, their kid, their kids mm -hmm. couldn't win because I was the one winning. And you magnify that by who knows how many times right. in Serena where all these times white people continually want, they've played the way they want to play. They make the rules, everything else this is how you dress, this is how, you're, this is how your body's supposed to look, everything. And then here comes somebody who has a completely different body type, who plays the way they want, who had you know, beads in her hair. There was an episode I read about in Serena where she talked about, no, it was Venus, I'm sorry, it was Venus. Mm -hmm where she was playing a match and you know, we talked about the beads mm -hmm. and one of her one of the beads or somehow it came out they came and so it sprinkled onto the court mm -hmm. and they docked her a point and the, and the writer said that was a, a few times saw Vina because she was no, uh, notoriously stoic right, she like, right. but said she, she, she blew she mm -hmm. said, said I am not disturbing anyone right. I'm not disturbing why in the world is this girl docked a point because the beads came out of her head and, and that happened Ooh. over and over right. and over again and to speak about one of my other favorites Naomi Osaka yeah. if you watch tennis at all when the player doesn't agree with what the higher does, yeah. is it called umpire? I, I believe it is. No, it's not umpire. 
Uh, go ahead. Boy. Well, wait, the, the person that sits in the high chair and watches. Referee, maybe it's Re- Maybe it's, no, it's not, Well, who, you, you know who what person right. I'm talking about. Obviously, I know, you don't um, do sports. Obviously, <laughs> I know umpires are in baseball. Right, right, right. But anyway, and so you've seen when they don't when they disagree with with that person, they yell at them. They say, "Well, no, 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 that's not fair." Why that happened to Naomi about two years ago, and when the, uh, some sports cartoonist that drew, drew a cartoon of her yelling at the the uh, the person. I think it's a referee, yeah. Referee or whatever yeah. who's sitting in the chair about uh, in a dispute. Mm. All of a sudden, she was the angry black woman. Yep. Now remember, she's half Haitian, half Japanese. She's rather fair skinned. Mm. They darkened her skin. They kinkified her hair more than it already is, and big eyes, big mouth. Because she was yelling at the, um, the, the, the whatever the person's uh, title is, mm. Be- and like all tennis players do when they're disputing. I, I said that to say it's the extra stress, the extra stress on top of getting on top and staying on top because they did the same thing to Serena about three years ago. After she had the baby, number one, she almost died mm-hmm. when she had her baby. And she had to tell the doctors there's something wrong. Because they were ignoring her. She knew there was something wrong with her body. Umpire, umpire, I'm sorry. Umpire, umpire, okay. She knew there was something wrong with her body. She said there's something, she had to, she had to make the doctors look at her or she would have died. Okay. And then, well, she's just a slightly older mother. I think she was 36, Mm -hmm. but that's older than having a baby at 26. Mm -hmm. And there was something wrong with her muscles and all that. Mm -hmm. So she had a specially, she she had a cat suit made for her to play in. It was specially made. It was medically required to keep all of her muscles tight on her body while she played. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that showed off her black woman's <laughs> body type, and the in, it was a French Open. They went crazy. They were going to disqualify her over that cat suit. And, and, so, uh, and not, so not only was that black woman body shaming, but it was medically required. So she took something that was medically required and turned it into a fashion statement and still was the best number one and they got after her about that. And I think that's so. And and the thing that makes it clear about why this is a body body shaming in terms of black women is if they're so concerned about seeing the curves of her body, every woman <coughs> that you see comes out there since since the days when they used to wear long skirts mm-hmm. back in the twenties and thirties. Right, right. But they've all worn these little uh, <coughs> itty itty bitty skirts mm-hmm. for the longest. Every single woman out there, you see exactly what their body looks like. You cannot help it. That that, that that's how they play in track and field mm-hmm. without going on. But that's that's not new. But suddenly she comes out <laughs> in this and now suddenly it's a horrific it's a horrific thing. And they cannot stand us in their lives. The right, change right. that we make the difference if we do something different then the fact that it's different is somehow considered wrong. And that's the thing that Serena and that Venus have have really showed is that different is not wrong. Right. That's the important point. Is that what they have really shown is that be not just being black, but being different is not wrong. Mm-hmm. Doing doing things differently is not wrong. Being creative is not wrong. Right. There's no and there is no reason why you have to wear all white. You know, in tennis, short, regular, short, skirt. short skirt in tennis. It has nothing to do with how you play. It's not obscene. It has nothing to do with it. Things and and I think Serena is the one who came, who's, who started the trend of little ballet skirts yeah. that she wears. And, yeah. and, and, and now it's a signature twirl that she right. does at the end of every and that match. Was in the, that was in the, in the stadium, too. It right. was ha- hashtag Serena, Serena, Serena twirl. Right, 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 right. And before we go on, because I want to talk about some of the other things that Serena's doing. Along those lines, oh, oh got to hurry. Along those lines, I read on Twitter today of a black hockey player in the NFL in Canada. 
And he told the story when he was in third grade. Teacher gave the, the students an assignment. <clears throat> what do you want to be when you grow up? And when they said, you know, doctor, lawyer, blah, 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 like they usually do, they had to research that career and then do a report. Well, he said, hockey player. The teacher gave him his paperback. says, no, I'm serious. What do you really want to think of something that you really can be? And he said, hockey player. And she said, Wayne, dear. No, 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 no. Let's be, let's be realistic. He said, hockey player. He's eight years old in the third grade, and he is now a hockey player in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But, the, you know, this is what That's we're talking about. Right. Well, I remember the, the famous story now about Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. When he mm -hmm. said uh, he wanted to be a lawyer, mm -hmm. I believe. And the teacher said, no. He said, well, you're, you're good with your hands. Maybe how about a carpenter? Mm -hmm. You, you mm -hmm. want to be like that? They would not. And most and most black parents and students, particularly if, you, if you're in, in, a, in a classroom, a lot of the white kids and white teachers, all of us have stories. Right. Oh, yeah. Like mm -hmm. that, where, where teachers have said things like this, things my mother remembers, which I forgot, where they're continually, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. beating down, telling her, trying to <clears> tell her. Tell my parents, he, he, he can't quite measure up. He doesn't quite have it. They don't quite that because they're constantly beating down right. black children. Right, constantly. right, right. And so we say that for uh, because Venus and Serena have been so inspirational. The same with Simone Biles. Been so inspirational, because, and, and especially for all people. Mm. Because even the people, that, that, like Keith was saying, the women that Serena beat, <laughs> they were, they you know, this, I've been, I've, been, I've been in love with Serena since I was five. Um, they love her. They love her. And when they beat her, the two, the, the one that, well, no, the doubles on Thursday, and then the... Uh, Go get last night. The, 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 when they beat, when they never said, I'm, oh man, I beat number one. I, I beat. No, they never said that. They were just effusive in their, effusive in their praise of Serena. So it, it's just amazing. And in the couple of minutes we have left, Serena doesn't just, is not just a tennis player. Since 2014, she, in 2014, she, she started her own venture capitalist firm right. called Serena Ventures. And she champions founders whose perspectives and innovations, I'm reading from her website, level the playing field for women and people of color. And so she said, we believe that check writers, which are what venture capitalists are, should be change agents. So we invest in products and ideas that unlock, unlock value for investors, doors for founders, and opportunities for everyone to live better. And then I was looking at the people on her team, black women, uh, an Indian man, a white woman. I'm, just, I'm saying mm -hmm. it's completely diverse, mm -hmm. completely diverse. And that's not how she grew up. Right. And so, but that's how she learned, you learn how to right. uh, do that. She, so she does um, Serena Ventures. She is also a fashion icon. She has her own fashion line mm -hmm. and she designs clothes for all, all gowns and, and casual wear. And all this on top of being number one in, tem in tennis and being a wife and a mother. If that's not inspirational, jeez. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's amazing. It is, yeah. And this is why people are revere her so much. Exactly. Because they, people all over the world, because I was telling Keith yesterday when they were, when one of the uh, reporters was saying, this, look, look at this stadium and the million of people around the world who are watching. Said, oh my God, I could not even imagine a million people watching me. <laughs> that's not even in my right. real house. So what are your last words, Keith? No, I think just just reiterating what we said about what she represents mm -hmm. uh, to to more mostly the black people, but also to the world in terms of just who's a creative person who who I've said that whenever you think you can't mm -hmm. you look at somebody like that and you say you know what maybe I can 
Yeah, right, I, exactly. I can't. So there's, but they, because uh, what they, what they've managed to do, and and the pride that they instill mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. they make you be able to, as people say, you know, talk a little taller, you right? Feel that because then you, uh, because you can just point to them mm -hmm, and what mm -hmm, they did. Mm -hmm. So it's in them play past couple of days, but now I was telling families and stuff. I was so glad we were able to watch them because it suddenly hits you. Mm -hmm. you know, at first you're kind of watching, and then because I remember, I think at first I was talking, about, I was thinking about watching something else, a movie, right? And then it really said, wait a minute, then one, this is maybe the last time you ever see mm -hmm. them play together. Right. And, right. and some of them, they may not play again. And they're the best of all time. Of all time. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and they say Serena is not just the best tennis player, the best, best athlete right. of, right. of modern okay. era. Mm -hmm. you exactly. Know. And exactly. so, and so it's a, you, you, you've got to watch. Mm -hmm. So we'll be glad to hear some of us here and read some of your comments about Serena. And even if, you, even if like us, mm -hmm. you're not really followers of sports, just knowing about her has affected your life some kind of way. Right. And we'd be glad to hear about it. Absolutely. But until then, talk to you next week. Yep, see you next week.